Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal. Ra pradana fetele bretonosh ke haga ba. Lord, thank you for a brand new day. Thank you for this grace to come into your presence. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the gift of your mercies. Thank you for the grace in the name of Jesus, in the blood of Jesus. By his blood, we enter into your presence to worship the King of Kings, to worship the Ancient of Days. Lord, we declare this morning, be glorified. We declare this morning, Lord, be exalted. We declare this morning, let your name, your name alone be magnified in the precious name of Jesus. We worship you, Lord, just for who you are. You are Jehovah. We worship you this morning, Lord, because you are great, because you are marvelous. Receive all the praise and glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we have come. We have come to bless your name. We have come to give you glory. Lord, we have come to learn in your presence. We ask, Lord, this morning, speak to us once again. Help us to understand your word and let your name alone be glorified. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. All right. Let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy Eyenike. We continue our reading. Yes, we are reading the book of Osea. We're reading the book of Osea. Yesterday we stopped on chapter 7. Today we will take four chapters. Chapters 8, 9, 10, and 11. It promises to be uh, a blessing this morning. Uh, we remind ourselves the reason why God gave the children of Israel or sent the prophet, the prophet Osea to them. Uh, okay, During the period that Osea began to prophesy, um, Israel especially, the nation of Israel, the northern tribe of Israel, you know, was steeped in idolatry. They had abandoned God and were living just the way they wanted. And so God sent the prophet to them to help them change their ways, okay? To get them to repent. Um, later, the nation of, Israel, uh, of Judah would join. The Satan tribe of Judah would join, okay? But especially to Israel, the northern tribe, God sends the prophet Hosea, and he keeps on prophesying, telling them that they should repent. So we know the story now, haven't completed and gotten to up to the, uh, the book of Daniel. We know that the people refused to listen, and that will be our lesson this morning. As we read the warnings God will give them here, warning them that, look, um, if you refuse to turn from your wicked ways, okay, you will not prosper, literally, you will not prosper, you would, you would put in so much effort, but you will get nothing, okay, uh, we must learn from them, and God will bless us in the mighty name of Jesus. All right, please get your Bibles, let's read together this morning, Osea chapter 8. 
it says sound the alarm this one is israel's harvest the wild wind sound the alarm the enemy descends like an eagle on the people of the lord the the enemy descends like an eagle on the people of the lord it says for they have broken my covenant and revolted against my law okay this was long before assyria you know literally like an eagle pounced on or descended on on israel on the northern um, tribe uh, this was long far 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 long before the babylonians will come and carry off the uh, judah into exile god told them for they have broken my covenant and revolted against against my law says now israel pleads with me help us for you are our god but it is too late the people of israel have rejected what is good and now their enemies will chase after them okay so the lesson here is to <laughs> realize that oftentimes um it is when we are in trouble that many of us remember god just like the nation of israel here as assyria began to come one by one okay they were when they were getting into trouble first it was the people of ammon and then the egyptians you know and on and on like that before assyria eventually carried them off into exile but it was only when they were in trouble that they will remember god okay it says that now israel please with me help us for you are our god now you remember i am your god okay but you kept on breaking my covenant he says but god says but it is too late the people of israel have rejected what is good and now their enemies will chase after them he says the people have appointed kings without my consent and princes without my approval by making idols for themselves are from their silver and gold they have brought about their own destruction i think i remember one of the times where we read this i said look idolatry will destroy you god told them he said look you have literally brought on your destruction why because in worshiping an idol god literally steps out of the way god says in verse 5 oh samaria i reject this calf these idols you have made remember that just because jeroboam was so jealous was so jealous of Rehoboam, the uh, the son of Solomon. He decided, and because he didn't want the the children of Israel to be going all the way, you know, to Jerusalem to go and worship in the temple, he made these idols, these these calves. He made them so that the people will worship them. God was telling them, "Oh Samaria." Whenever God says, "Oh Samaria," Samaria is the capital of 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 the northern tribe. He says, "Oh Samaria, I reject this calf, this idol." idols you have made my fury burns against you how long will you be incapable of innocence since this calf you worship O israel was crafted by your own hands it is not god therefore it must be smashed to bits ah, you remember that it was it was josiah that eventually will come to destroy destroy this calf he said they have planted the wind and will harvest the wild wind the stalks of grain wilder and produce nothing to eat in other words you sow to the wind you would get wild wind wild wind is a is a forceful wind okay that brings destruction god is telling them you have sowed to destruction 
you will get you will get calamity it says the stock of grain wilder uh, wither and produce nothing to eat and even if there is any grain foreigners will eat it the people of Israel have been swallowed up. They lie among the nations like an old discarded pot, like a wild donkey looking for a mate. They have gone up to Assyria. Since the people of Israel have sold themselves, sold themselves to many lovers. You know, Israel, first of all, went to Assyria for help, not realizing that the Assyrians themselves were the one that were going to carry them off into exile. It says the people of Israel have sold themselves, sold themselves to many lovers, but though they have sold themselves to many allies, I will now gather them together for judgment. Then they will writh under the burden of the great king. Israel has built many altars to take away sin, but these very altars became places for sinning. Wow. It says, even though I give them all my laws, they act as if those laws don't apply to them. The people love to offer sacrifices to me, feasting on the meat, but I do not accept their sacrifices. I will hold my people accountable for their sins, and I will punish, I will punish them. They will return to Egypt. Israel has forgotten its maker and built great palaces, and Judah has fortified its cities. Therefore, I will send down fire on their cities and will burn up their fortresses. I'm telling you, can be a very, very, very terrible, terrible thing. It says the people love to offer sacrifices, but in offering sacrifices, there was no place for god in their lives that can be a terrible thing where you have a form of godliness but the presence of god the life of god is not inside at all god says you have sown to the wind you will you will reap you will harvest the wild wind hallelujah all right let's move on to chapter 9 osea chapter 9 osea announces israel's punishment Verse 1 says, O people of Israel, do not rejoice as other nations do, for you have been unfaithful to your God, hiring yourselves out like prostitutes, worshipping other gods on every threshing floor. Says, so now your harvest will be too small to feed you. There will be no grapes for making new wines. You may no longer stay here in the, in the lost land. Instead, you will return to Egypt. And in Assyria, you will eat food that is ceremonially unclean. Remember that um, Daniel, when Daniel was praying this, you know, praying for the nation, he referenced this. He told God that, look, we had, we, we were the one way that were, that were in the wrong. We broke, we broke your law, and because we did, Daniel said that every single of the course that is in the law have happened to us so god told them here you may no longer stay here in the land in other words prophesying or telling them beforehand that they were going to go into exile he says and in assyria you will eat food that is ceremonially unclean verse 4 says there you will make no offerings of wine to 
to the Lord. None of your sacrifices there will please me. They will be unclean like food touched by a person in mourning. All who present such sacrifices will be defied. They may eat this food themselves, but they may not offer it to the Lord. Obviously, in exile, there was no way your captors okay, will ever allow you to worship the God that you were worshipping you were worshiping before. But for just a few privileged people, okay, uh, for the majority, uh, it meant the end. Okay, they could not worship God anymore. They could not offer that a their sacrifices to 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 God anymore. God said that they may eat this food themselves, but they may not offer it to the Lord. Says, what then will you do on festival days? Hmm? How will you observe the Lord's festival? He says, even if you escape destruction from Assyria, Egypt will conquer you, and Memphis will bury you. Net nettles are will. Take over your treasures of silver. Thistus will invade your ruined, your ruined home. And I'm telling you, it happened for the nation of Israel, especially for the northern tribe. It happened for them exactly like this. They were carried off into exile. 150 years they were there before Judah them, themselves were carried off into exile. And so, in other words, Israel spent some over 220 years in exile before they returned because we know that Judah spent 70, only 70 years before they returned from exile. Ten seven says that the time of Israel's punishment has come. The day of payment is here. Soon Israel will know this all too well. Because of your great sin and hostility, you say the prophets are crazy and the inspired men are fools. The prophet is a watchman over Israel for my God. Yet traps are laid for him wherever he goes. His face he faces hostility even in the house in the house of God. Remember how the people dealt with Jeremiah and again and again they tried to kill, kill him. He says the things my people do are as depraved as what they did in Gibeah long ago. God will not forget. He will surely punish them for their sins. Since the Lord says, O Israel, when I first found you, it was like finding fresh grapes in the desert. When I saw your ancestors, it was like seeing the first ripe figs of the season. But then they deserted me. They deserted me for Baal Pihor, giving themselves to that shameful idol. Soon they became vile as vile as the God they worshipped. I'm telling you, if the children of Israel had realized that in carrying the gods of Egypt with them, okay, it meant that when they get, when they got to the promised land, they will want to continue worshipping the gods of that land because that was what a lot of the people did because they had become so accustomed to worshiping other gods yes in egypt they worshiped the gods of egypt and that was why they carried those gods with them but you see uh, when they then got into the promised land they wanted to continue but god told them that if you worship the god these people worship ah uh, you would 
come to face exactly what they face in that I used you to drive them out of the land. You too, you will be driven out of the land. He says, soon they became vile, as vile as the gods, the God they worship. The glory of Israel will fly away like a bed, for your children will not, will not be born or grow in the womb or even be conceived. Even if you do have children who grow up, I will take them from you. It will be a terrible day when I turn away and leave you alone. I have watched Israel become as beautiful as Tyre, but now Israel will bring out our children for slaughter. Oh Lord, what should I request for your people? I will ask for wombs that don't give birth and breasts that give no milk. Uh, the Lord says, All their wickedness began at Gilgal. There I began to eat them. I will drive them from my land because of their evil, evil actions. I will love them no more because all their leaders are rebels. The people of Israel are struck down, their roots are dried up, and they will bear no more more fruit. And if they give birth, I will slaughter their beloved children. My God will reject the people of Israel because they will not listen or obey. They will be wanderers, homeless among the nations. Listen, God rejected them because they refused to listen. They refused to obey. And that must be the lesson for us this morning. When we literally reject God. When we choose that we will not listen to him, we refuse that we will not obey him. And then it is only in the days of calamity that we want to call on God and expect God to answer us. It does not work like that. Okay, so I am calling everyone listening in this morning that this is the time, that this is the period where each one of us must literally old God close to our hearts. Each one of us must literally have God in our lives. Then we will enjoy the blessings of God. Hallelujah. All right, let's move to Hosea chapter 10. This one is the Lord's judgment against Israel. It says, How prosperous Israel is, a luxuriant vine loaded with fruits. But the richer the people get, the more pagan altars they build. <laughs> and they build. The more bountiful their harvest, the more beautiful their sacred pillars. Yes, Israel used its prosperity to worship idols. It's a big lesson. They used their own perspective when God gave them the land, land that they didn't work for, vineyards that they didn't have to plant, houses that they didn't have to build. Instead of them using those blessings to worship God, they used their own blessings to serve idols. Ah, that will not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. It says the hearts of the people are fickle. They are guilty and must they must be punished. The Lord will break down their altars and smash their sacred pillars. Then they will say, we have no king because we didn't fear the Lord. But even if we had a king, what could he do for us anyway? They spout empty words and make covenant they don't intend to keep. So in Justice spring up among them like poisonous weeds in the farmer's field. The people of Samaria tremble in fear for their calf idols at Beth Aven and they mourn for it, though its priests rejoice over it. Its glory will be stripped away. These idols will be carted away to Assyria, a gift for the great 
king there. Ephraim will be ridiculed and Israel will be shamed because its people have trusted in these idols. I don't know about you, okay? But Osea is prophesying decades, okay, before this was will happen. He's telling them that these gods that you trust in, these god, these calves that you have made your gods, they will be carried off. They will be carried away into Assyria. And I'm telling you, it happened exactly like that. Seven says Samaria and its king will be cut off. They will float away like driftwood on an ocean wave and the pagan shrines of heaven the place of Israel's sin will crumble Thorns and tissues will grow will grow up among around their alt, their altars. They will beg the mountains, bury us, and plead with the hills, fall on us. Since the Lord says, O Israel, ever since Gibeah there has been only sin and more sins. They have made no progress whatsoever. Uh, was it not right that the wicked men of Gibeah were attacked? I, I hope you re, you still remember that story where the, the men of Gibeah committed that atrocity. It was so terrible, okay, that the nation rose up to fight against to fight against Gibeah. Eventually, it was literally as if they wiped off one tribe away from Israel. God said this whole thing started from there. Yes, He says you have made no progress whatsoever. Was it not right that the wicked men of Gibeah were attacked? Now, whenever it fits my plan, I will attack you too. I will call out the armies of the nations to punish you for your multiplied sins. Israel is like a trained ephah treading out the grain an easy job she loves but i will put a heavy yoke on her tender neck wow since i will force judah to pull the plow and israel to break up the hard the hard ground i said plant the good seeds of righteousness and you will harvest the crops of love you see god was still advising them plant good seeds plant good seeds Okay, return back to the Lord. Allow your life show the grace, the love of God. Plant good seeds, God says, says, and you will harvest a crop of love. Plow up the hard ground of your heart, for now is the time to seek the Lord, that He may be that He may come and shower righteousness upon you. Yes, the people were praying for so many things, but their hearts were hard. Their hearts had departed from God. So God told them plow up the ground the hard ground of your heart another version says break up the hard ground i don't know whether you've ever witnessed before when a farmer is going to plant seeds he has to break up the ground okay because he can't put the seed on the hard on the hard bed on the hard floor okay uh, the roots won't go down even if they take roots it will be very very shallow so what does the the, the farmer do he breaks up the hard ground he he breaks up the earth ground so that by the time he puts the seed in the ground, its roots will go down deep. God is telling them here, you want your roots to go down deep, you need to break up the hard ground of your heart. Yes, of your heart. So this morning, I'm going to call us that this is the time for us to return and worship the Lord. We must break up our hearts our hard hearts and say, Lord, 
let my heart be tender for you. Let my heart seek only to worship you in the mighty name of Jesus. 13 says, but you have cultivated wickedness and harvested a thriving crop of sin. You have eaten the fruits of lies, are trusting in your military might, believing that great armies could make your nation safe. <laughs> now the terror of war will rise among your people. All your fortifications will fall, just as when Shalman destroyed Beth Abel. Even mothers and children were dashed to death there. Uh, you will share that fate, Bethel, because of your great wickedness. When the day of judgment dawns, the king of Israel will be completely destroyed. The kings of Israel were completely destroyed. But there was a way out. Break up the hard ground of your heart. God does not want anyone to perish. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yes, but God does not want anyone to perish. I am calling you this morning. You listening, break up the hard grounds of your heart. It is time to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, let's read Osea chapter 11 and we will end our reading here today. It says, when Israel was a child, um, I loved him and I called my son out of Egypt. Yes, God literally called them out of Egypt, brought them out with a mighty hand and dealt with Pharaoh. It says, when Israel was a child, I loved him. And I called my son out of Egypt. But the more I called to him, the farther he moved from me. Offering offerings, offering of sacrifices to the images of Baal, and burning incense to idols. I myself taught Israel how to walk, leading him along by, by, by the hand, but he doesn't know or even care. That is that it was I who took care of him. Yes, God literally took Israel by the hand and taught Israel to walk. How did he achieve this? By giving them his laws. I'm telling you, there had never been a nation that had God so close to them like that. There had never been a nation before Israel, okay, that had the laws of God that were so righteous, okay, but the people refused. When we get to the New Testament, we will understand a lot of this better in that it was, the problem was human nature. The problem was human nature, but yes, their hearts just could not follow God. For since I led Israel along with my rope my ropes of kindness and love. I lifted the yoke from his neck, and I myself stooped to feed him. But since my people refused to return to me, they will return to Egypt and will be forced to serve Assyria. War will swell through their cities. Their enemies will crash through their gates. They will destroy them, trapping them in their own evil plans. See, for my people are determined to desert me. They call me the most high, but they don't truly honor me. What, what a tragedy to call on God. To claim you pray to God, but you know you don't care about God at all. It says they call me the most high, but they don't truly honor me. 
oh how can i i give you up israel how can i let you go how can i destroy you like adma or demolish you like zebohim my heart is torn within me and my compassion overflows no i will not unleash my fierce anger i will not completely destroy israel for i am god and not a mere mortal i am the only one living among you and i will not i and I will not come to destroy. For someday the people will follow me. I, the Lord, will roar like a, like a lion. And when I roar, my people will return trembling from the west. Like a flock of birds, they will come from Egypt trembling like doves. They will return from Assyria and I will bring them home again, says the Lord. Okay, so when God says they will return from Assyria, we know that they didn't return from Assyria because they returned only later from Babylon. Yes, God says that they will return from from Assyria. He says, and I will bring them home again, says the Lord. Yes, God brought them home. He says, Israel surrounds me with lies and deceit, but Judah still obeys God and is faithful to the Holy One. Hallelujah. All right, this is where we'll complete our reading today. What lessons can we draw from everything we have read today? Very, very, very important. We must break up the hard grounds of our heart to seek God. Okay, we can't only want God in the days of calamity. We can't only want God in the days of troubles. We can't only want God only when we need something for him. No, God desires that we worship him. That is the reason why he created us. And that is what I want us to pray about this morning. Lord, I want to worship you. I want to serve you all the days of my life. So Father, break up the hard grounds of my heart. Let my heart yearn for you. Let my heart long for you. Will you make that your prayer this morning in the mighty name of Jesus? Lord, let my heart long for you and for you alone. I don't want to be stubborn anymore. I don't want to live my life just the way I want. Father, I want to live my life for you. So take this life take this heart lord touch it use it for your glory in the mighty name of jesus father we thank you this morning thank you precious lord thank you for helping us this morning to love you thank you for helping us this morning to serve you father we pray this morning that you would touch our hearts in the name of jesus we learn from the children of Israel and we declare this morning that we will choose to serve you. We choose to love you. We choose to worship you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you. Enjoy your day.